Heavenly Father, I pray that as we're about to learn here today the difference between the Apostle Paul and Hezekiah. Though they strive to be faithful in their life, the end result were different. May we have roots like Paul, Apostle Paul. And may we continue to walk in this journey called life faithfully, not just for now, while I'm alive in this very present, but for the rest of my remaining days. May I be able to finish well. And the only way that I can finish well is if my roots are rooted in Christ. Just like what we went over on Friday, the phrase, in Christ. May we continue to walk and step with you and to be faithful in our walk with you every single moment, every single day, every single minute, every single second. And Lord, forgive us, Lord, for being sidetracked and being distracted by our own emotions and by the things of this world. May I, right now, lay down my pride. May I lay down myself so that your name will be glorified. Lord, more of you and less of me. More of you and less of me. Now as you transition to the message, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who are listening here today. Lord, may it be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, for you alone are our rock and our strong tower. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We pray all these things. Your precious son, just question me, pray. God's people pray. Amen. 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 Before I invite our guest speaker here today, Josh, please come up. Be ready. <laughs> you look so good. Whoa, you look nice. Looking good, Josh. I just want to thank everyone for all the hard work, especially this weekend, for your faithfulness and for all that you do just in this life, and especially for this church. I just want to let you know that everything you do is not in vain, especially when we do things for the Lord. So thank you all for being here today. And I just want to encourage you once again to open up your hearts and your ears to receive the word, the word that the Lord has in store for us today. Let's begin with our main passage here today, found in Psalm 42, verse 7. Psalm 42 Verse 7. It says, Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. The title of today's message with our anniversary is called Deep Roots. Can we turn to our neighbor and say Deep Roots? As a real curator can recognize genuine paintings, the real shall recognize what is real. Therefore, the deep will respond to what is deep. The Bible tells us God, his love, for us is deeper than the oceans, just like the song that we just sang. How wide, how deep, how great is his love for us. Just like a person, especially those who like swimming, those who are in the shallow end cannot hang with people in the deep end. A superficial person, a person who gives no thought to their afterlife, to the eternal life that is found in Christ, a superficial individual cannot hang with deep individuals. We cannot understand the deep things of God that's shown in the scriptures. Imagine if eagles would hang out with a bunch of turkeys. It would be on our side. As Christians, we understand that our life, there's meaning, there's depth to everything that we go through. There's purpose to our suffering. There's purpose to the things that we have, things that are taken away from us. Everything in life has a meaning for those who are found in Jesus Christ. And again, having death has nothing to do with the color of one's skin, one's social standing, 
or how much money they have in their bank account. The death that I'm talking about has everything to do with those who are in Christ. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. The Lord, he is the deep that is mentioned here. Deep calls to deep. He's calling us to meet us, not on the shallow end, not to change you superficially, not to change you just on the outside, but change it from the inside out, from the root, your root that goes downward. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Starting with point number one, deeper roots. What is a root? What are roots? A growth that grows downward underneath the soil. So the flowers and leaves that we see, we see beautiful flowers outside of our church that were planted by the people of our members. All the flowers and leaves are the results that come from having healthy downward roots. So, so point letter A, you lack balance. For those who do not have healthy leaves and flowers in our lives, we lack balance. What do I mean by balance? All your works are found on the surface. It's found on the outside. Your foundation, your reflection does not reflect who you are. For example, if you see the beautiful image, I have it on my phone. I have it on my, as my background image. It's tiny, but if you take a look at it, there's a beautiful landscape, and right below it, there's a reflection mirroring it perfectly. It's not too long, it's not too short, but perfect. Our prayer to God must be, God, do not use me beyond my character. Do not use me beyond my faith. Because, Lord, if you do, I will grow in pride. Because if my roots don't match my outside, and when I get everything, I will fall in pride. Therefore, we need to ask the Lord to keep that balance in our lives. Our surface needs to match the root that is rooted in Jesus Christ. Therefore, if you go through trials, if you go through suffering and pain, if your root is not rooted downward, you'll be uprooted and our lives will fall apart. Lord, do not use me beyond your grace. That should be our prayer every single day. When I say you lack balance, everything we do is for a show. Especially we see in social media, we give it. While we're giving it, we record it, and then we post it. It's good to encourage, to show others what we're doing. But if that's the reason why we're doing it, then we lack the root that is found in Christ. Because if you do it for people, your reward, the Bible says, will go to the world, to who you are on this earth. You will be glorified. But if you do it quietly without anyone knowing, it says your reward will be in heaven. This is what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 19. It says, giving to the needy, the heading. Verse 1, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Verse 5, the heading says prayer. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. 
But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts and as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And it goes on, verse 16, all the way to verse 18. It talks about fasting. For if you do it, in the presence of people and showing others that you're fasting. It says you'll receive your reward in full. But when you fast, put oil, verse 17. Put oil on your head, wash your face, verse 18, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then it ends with verse 19 to 21. Can we all read together? Ready? One, two, three. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Store up for yourselves, let's continue, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen and amen. If we are geared towards just doing things just for people, to show if all we do our purpose in pleasing people, living for people, if that is the case, then we as individuals, our roots don't match what is outside, what is shown to the world. If your roots are shallow and you are rooted on shallow ground, your flowers, your leaves, all the fruit will wilt and weather. Therefore, let us be rooted on fertile ground. Amen? So again, letter A, you lack balance. Let us find that balance of having our roots match what is shown on the outside. Letter B, you must shine. And letter C, you must hide. The question that I want to ask you is, what does it mean to have a fertile ground? What does it mean to have fertile ground? It means to stay rooted in Jesus Christ. When we're rooted in Jesus Christ, Letter B and C, we shine, and C, we hide. We find that balance. For example, let's look at Matthew 5, 14 through 16. I'm going to do Matthew 5 and a few verses in Matthew 6. So Matthew 5 says, you are the light of the world. You are a light that shines. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So in this passage, it shows show. It shows let your light shine that everyone may see your good deeds. It's complete opposite of what we just read in Matthew 6. It says that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. But you must do it with the right root. You must do it with the right heart. We don't do it so that I can receive the reward. As it says in Matthew 6, verse 19 to 21. Storing up treasures on earth. When Josh does something good. Oh, wow, Josh, you did an amazing job. And Josh gets all the glory. But may we reject that kind of praise and we say and we point it back to God say it was because of him and that's how you let your light shine that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven Matthew 6 verse 3 to 4 says but when you give to the needy do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And we just went over this. When you pray, go into your room. It says, 
close the door, verse 6, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Matthew 6, 17 to 18, talking about fasting, what we just went over. Let her be, you must shine. Let her see, you must hide. And lastly, let her be, you must root down, be rooted in Christ. You must first pray, Lord, root me down first before you start giving me everything. It's just like child, children, celebrities, right? When they're young, they're put on the spotlight, they get all the attention, but they don't have the foundation, they don't have the maturity to be able to handle the fame and the popularity. And what happens? Usually they go out of control later in life, and they learn at a late age, but may we learn to receive what is good first. What is good is the root that is grounded on fertile ground. What is the fertile ground? It is found in Jesus Christ. Colossians 2, 6-7 says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you are taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Amen. And amen. Point number two, deeper encounter. Deeper encounter. The key word here is encounter. Many people, we come and we experience the Lord. Just like Friday, we had our praise night. And we go through the experience of worshiping God and experiencing his love. But there's a difference between experience and encounter. When we experience the Lord, it is shallow. It does not last, for it's emotional. Emotions do not last, just like happiness. Those who experience God, they hold on to miracles, they hold on to prosperities, they hold on to emotional highs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But as Christians, we must, no, we need, we need to have an encounter with the Lord, a deep encounter with the Lord, a deeper encounter every single day. Keep in mind, I'm not saying experience. For experiences, it comes and goes. Encounter, it is imprinted in us forever. So point letter A. It sticks. Letter B, it stays. Letter C, it continues. D, it motivates. E, it strengthens. F, it guides. It guides you every single step of the way. Today is a special day, especially with this song that we just sang today, Amazed, because this was my go-to song during my break time. And at the age of 17, just recommitting my heart back to the Lord, you know, the, just the words of you dance over me while I am unaware. You sing all around, but I never hear the sound. Lord, I'm amazed. I'm amazed how you love me, how wide, how deep, how great is your love for me. And I'm not a person that cries. And during break, the break that I would have with the drink that I took from Starbucks, I would just be in my car listening and praising and I would just come back with tears. And they're like, why are your eyes wet? I'm like, no, it's nothing, it's nothing. And that's just what I would do. Just worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And now, many years later, many, many years later, I'm still young. Been faithfully following him all these years. And there's not a single regret because this is the greatest place to be to be in his domain, to have a relationship with Christ, to know him, and to be known by him. As a church, you guys know what we've been through. We've been through a lot of ups and downs. We know the members that we have lost and the journey and the transition that we've been through. You guys know because you've been there with me. We've been through it together. But remember this, that the Lord is good. God is good. God gives and he takes just like Job says, may the name of the Lord be praised. Point number two, deeper encounter. 
encounter the Lord. It sticks, it stays, it continues, it motivates, it strengthens, it guides. Second Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm almost done. By Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 through 12. Instead of just summarizing it, let me just go ahead and read this so that you guys can just read it for yourselves and be able to soak in the word. So Paul, one of the greatest apostle, missionary that ever lived. The title here, it says, Paul's vision and his thorn. And I think that's fitting because on Friday we talked about suffering. It says in verse 1, this is Paul writing. He says, I must go on boasting although there's nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, who is he talking about? I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago. He's talking about himself. (laughs) I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago. He's trying to be humble, right? He doesn't really want to show off, but he had a vision and was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, he keeps talking about this man. It's like when you're talking about yourself and you're, you need an advice to a friend. You know, I know a friend, this, this person, you know, he did this. What do you think? But really, you're talking about yourself. He's talking about himself. Verse 3, and I know that this man... Whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows. Verse 4 was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things. Things that no one is permitted to tell. Verse 5. I will boast about a man like that. But I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I will not be a fool because I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. Or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And we see a complete opposite of Paul compared to this person that I'm going to introduce you very soon, Hezekiah. One, his actions are hidden in the Lord, and the other one is shown to people to boast in what he has received. For those who are deeply rooted in the Lord, there is no need for you to go out and show off and to show others because that is who you are. It doesn't matter, matter whether you serve in a big church or whether you are in part of a small church. At the end of the day, our effort and our heart, what we put in, it gives glory to God. And Paul here, we see in this passage alone that for 14 years he did not share that he was caught up to the third heaven and God showed him things that other people have not seen. Verse 4, was caught up to a paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. He kept that hidden all for himself for 14 years. And what is the reason why after 14 years later he decided to show? Because the people during this time in 2 Corinthians 12, they were questioning his credibility. They were questioning him, his reputation. They were questioning, is Paul really called by God? Is God really walking with him? He's not even part of the original disciple of the 12. He used to murder Christians. He was there when Stephen was martyred and stoned, the first Christian who was killed. 
Paul actually was the one that was there in the forefront. He was an enemy to our people. But Paul, after 14 years later, he decides to share this truth that 14 years ago he was caught up to the third heaven, that he had visions and revelations from the Lord, but he did not share it until this very moment. And what does it say? It continues in verse 11. I have made a fool of myself, but you drove me to it. I ought to have been commended by you, for I am not in the least inferior to the super apostles, quote-unquote. He's talking about the 12 disciples. Even though I am nothing, I persevere in demonstrating among you the marks of a true apostle, including signs, wonders, and miracles. Paul was a person, in Korean you would say, they have mugon mouth, right? It's heavy. Heavy meaning they're not a snitch. They're not a narc. They're not quick to say or gossip. He has a very heavy tongue. He shared this with no one for 14 years. No one knew of this. Only he knew. But we saw it from his fruit of what he was doing. In his actions, the way he served people, the way he loved people, the way he continued to be faithful day in and day out, preaching, serving, doing everything that he could. It was shown in the fruit of his labor, in what he was doing, in the lifestyle that he was living. He was not a wishy-washy person going left and right, but he stayed on the path. Even though he was not perfect, he knows he is nothing. He even says it himself in verse 11, even though I am nothing, but I am part of the apostleship because of his call in my life. I persevere in demonstrating among you the marks of a true apostle, including signs, wonders, and miracles. And I'm proud of our church for what we did on Friday, the first event that we hosted. And although it's been discouraging with what we've been through, but may we remember that we give our best in all that we do. Amen? Amen. Just like I always remind the praise team, whether we do it in front of one, 10, 20, 30, 100, just like what we do in missions or whatever we do, we do it all. We give it our best. May we continue to have deep and deeper encounter with the Lord. And last point, point number three, closing with this. If you desire to have, I guess I can't use the word deep outward. I guess you could say a wide, a wider outward, a higher outward, you must have a deep inward, just like the image that I showed. May the surface, what is seen, may match the character and the heart and the faith that we have in Christ. May we pray, Lord, do not use me beyond your grace. Do not use me beyond my character. Do not use me beyond what I'm capable of doing in Christ. May we, as Paul, continue to receive the truth and revelation from the Lord. For example, so point letter A, B, C, real quick. Keep it hidden. Keep it rooted, letter B. C, keep it safe. For 14 years, Paul kept this revelation. Paul could have easily, 14 years ago, hey, look, next day, like literally the moment he woke up, whoa, hey, look, hey, guys, I just had this vision and it's crazy. God called me and he's just showing off, showing off, showing off, showing off, showing off. But he kept it hidden. He allowed that gift, what was shown from God, to take root in his heart. So when his friends left, when your friends leave, when you have a relationship that leaves, when you go through hard times, financial crisis, when you go through difficulties in life, it continues on. You keep it hidden, you keep it rooted, and you keep it safe because it is between you and the Lord, and no one can take that away from you. That's why I say, Memorize scripture because you never know where you will find yourself in 
in the future. Paul is found in prison many times, but he kept that truth hidden and rooted, and he kept it safe in the Lord. It is between you and the Lord. But the difference, let's go to Hezekiah. Let's quickly talk about Hezekiah. Hezekiah was one of, I don't want to badmouth Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a great king, actually. He is one of the few kings in Judah. Judah was the southern kingdom. Israel was a northern kingdom. It was split in half. Think of it kind of like uh, North Korea, South Korea, South Vietnam, North Vietnam. It, just, it was a split. Hezekiah was one of the few kings who followed the Lord faithfully. He was actually a very good king because he followed the Lord. But towards the end, Hezekiah was diagnosed with an illness. And with this illness, Isaiah, the prophet, told him that you do not have many days to live. Be ready to die. So Hezekiah was diagnosed with this life-threatening disease, with this illness, and his life was about to be over. It says in Isaiah chapter 38, verse 1 through 6, it says, the title of the heading says, Hezekiah's illness. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah is weeping bitterly. He wept bitterly, it says. Verse 4, when, Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and tell Hezekiah, This is what the Lord, the God, your father, David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. And I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city. Good news, right? That's amazing. 15 years? Who doesn't want extra 15 years? 15 years, anyone? Anybody? Come raise your hand. Anybody? 12 years? 10 years? Then one day? <laughs> no, just that's good enough. 15 years, that's more than enough. Thank you, God. If God can add 15 years to your dog, I mean, that's amazing, right? To an animal. 15 years, that's a blessing. But take a look at what Hezekiah does right away. Next chapter, Isaiah 39. It says, At that time, Marduk, Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift because he had heard of his illness and recovery. Hezekiah received the invoice gladly and show them what was in his storehouses. Show, that word show means pride. He was showing off, right? It's not with humility. He was showing off. It's not humility, Lord, thank you for saving my life, but he was showing off now. He said, look at me. Show them what was in his storehouses, the silver, the gold, platinum Rolexes, the spices, the fine olive oil, his entire armory, and everything found among his treasures. There was nothing in his palace or in it, all his kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. What was the reason why he did this? I don't know. We don't know why. But he decided to show off and take a look at what happens. Let's go to verse 5. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord Almighty. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until this day, it will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood will be born to you he has a son named Manasseh later, will be taken away, will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. He's talking about his descendants. 
The word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied. It's kind of odd. Isaiah just gives a fierce warning. Look, bad things are going to happen to you. And what does he say? The word of the Lord you have spoken is good. I'm like, Lord, Lord, it's not good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I just showed up. I'm sorry that I did that. I take it back, Lord. I humble myself. Please, Lord, give me another chance. And this is where we get the answer. Hezekiah replied, for he thought, thought. He didn't say it, but he was thinking it in his heart. It was inward in his heart. It was rooted in his heart. The secrecy of rebellion, of pride. This is where it says, it shows and reveals the heart of the person. Just like when the thought, it reveals the person's character. There will be peace and security in when? In my lifetime. What a selfish man. And Manasseh's son becomes one of the most wicked kings, sons in the history of Judah. How can we respond to this by saying the word of the Lord yes spoken is good. But for those who are selfish and self-centered, we'll say as long as I am good, no matter, just like Chen Tupusan, the guy that what? Comes in and he's like, okay, why don't you go check? Pushes the guy and then sacrifices that person. That's the same heart of Hezekiah. As long as I am good, as long as there's peace and security, as long as I have my 15 years, then I am okay. But this is a complete opposite to Paul, the Apostle Paul. 14 years he kept it hidden in his heart. And for all the years until he took his final breath, until he took that final breath, he anguished in his heart. He went through persecutions, suffering, and had tremendous sorrow in his heart, fighting the fight, fighting the battles every single day, every single Sunday. And this is what Paul says in Romans 9, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. What is that anguish that is in his heart? What is that sorrow that is in his heart? Verse 3, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ. Why, Paul, why? For the sake of my people, those of my own race. Paul is willing to give up his life so that others can be saved and to know Jesus Christ. That is the same heart, same mind, same attitude that Jesus Christ had when he came on this earth. The incarnation, fully man, fully God, when he came on this earth over 2,000 years ago, his mission was not what I can receive, what I can have for myself, but what can I give to the world? And he gave his all, he gave his everything, and he died on the cross for us. That is the same kind of attitude that we are all called to have, deep roots. We are not called, as long as I'm good, as long as I'm comfortable, as long as I have 15 years of my life, and all we care about is showing on Friday, showing what we have, showing how good we can have, changing when there's more people, and being different when there's small people. We cannot treat the waiter, nothing wrong with waiters, but versus someone who's driving a Bugatti. It's no matter because in Christ, we understand that all people, everyone, we understand that they have value and they are called and created in the image of God. So whether we preach in front of one or whether we preach in front of a thousand, we give our best and all that we can and in all that we do, just like we do even in nursing homes, that we do, just like when we do it, when we go on missions, just like when we do, when we do it in front, in a small house in the Philippines, visiting a lady, paralyzed, she can't move, and you guys know, and you can testify to this for many years that we've been consistent, for that has nothing to do with showing off, it has to do with the root, 
that is rooted in Christ. This isn't about me. This isn't about anything else. But it's about us and where we are walking and we need to have a reality check. I have not been perfect. I've obviously made mistakes. I've fallen many times. But as you guys know, I've been here every week, every week, every week, every week, preaching, preaching. Never missed one single week. I don't share this to show off, but I, I share this with you because God is good. It's because of Him. He strengthens me to be able to do this every single week. And I see all of you with what you do every week, the way you serve, especially when we lose members and when we go through hardships and the stuff that we've been through. If your heart is hurting, my heart hurts 10 times more. But we need to have roots like Paul. We need to be faithful, not like Hezekiah. Even though he was good, he was faithful right away, next day. Hey, look, look at my gold. Hey, these are my Rolexes, you know, the metal. These are the precious metals. Showing everything that he has. But in humility, Lord, even though I have nothing, even though I am nothing, thank you for that one year you've given me. Thank you for that 15 year, 14 year that you have given me. But no matter what you have ordained for me in this one life that I have, I'll be deeply rooted in Christ. Number one, deeper roots. Number two, deeper encounter. Number three, deeper inward. Do I have Paul's roots? Or do I have Hezekiah's roots? May you have the root of Paul. Amen. Amen. And amen. Paul's root means to have roots that is rooted in Christ. Hezekiah's roots means to have roots that is rooted in the self. May we turn to the Lord with thanksgiving here on today. And may we thank Him for each moment, each day that He has given us. And may we be faithful in this one life, one chance that we have. Can we just take a moment right now in our own voices, just quickly, not too long, but in the whispers of our hearts, can we turn to the Lord with thanksgiving? Can we say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for deep roots. Allow me to have deep roots that is found in Christ. May I hold on to you this very moment. May I hold on to you with everything that I have. May I surrender all that I have. And may the name of the Lord, may the name of Jesus Christ be glorified and be praised here in this place. Lord, start with me. Let's ask the Lord to come and to touch our hearts. And may our roots be found in Christ. May it be hidden. May it be rooted. May we keep it safe in Christ. Let us pray together. Father, we just want to thank you for your love, for what you continue to provide for us each and every single day. Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would help us to have deep roots that is found in Jesus Christ. May we continue to be faithful in all that we do, where you have called us to be. I just want to thank you, Lord, for the weekend, from Friday to today, all the ups and the downs, Lord. I just want to thank you for using a small people like us, a small person like me, a small church like this place. Thank you, God, for allowing us to have the opportunity and the privilege and the honor to spread your word. God, to preach the gospel, 
for the message that was spoken all weekend, oh God. I pray, God, you would take and take full control of this service. From here on on, may we continue to be faithful in all that we do. May the name of the Lord continue to be praised and to be honored in my own personal life, God. May I know and understand the love of Jesus Christ. How wide, how deep, oh, how great, how wide, how deep, how great, how wide, how deep, and how great is your love for this church. How deep is your love for me? I remember who you are. You are good. You are always good. Through sicknesses and through suffering, Lord, you are good. Through my suffering and trials and pain, Lord, you are good. Lord, may the name of the Lord continue to be praised until I take my final breath. May I not lose my innocence and my heart before you, O oh God, as I am getting older. May I be, may I fall deeper in love with you, God, and as I ever did, than I did in the beginning. Deeper each and every single day. Deeper encounter, O oh Lord. Deeper. That will be deeply rooted in Christ. That will be found in Christ. That the name of the Lord will continue to be praised here in this place. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We need you today. Have your way here in this place. Touch us. Touch our hearts. Come and have your way here in this place. Lastly, real quick, can we just take a moment to pray for those who came on Friday? Can we take a moment to pray that their heart and their relationship with Christ will go deeper, not shallow, but will grow deeper in Christ, that they'll find a gospel-centered church, that they'll continue to grow and to feed on the Word of God and to continue to grow in their faith. Let us pray together. And I pray for every guest that came. Every person who have heard the gospel on Friday, I pray, God, you protect them. Protect their hearts. Lord, I pray, God, that you continue to do the work in them. God, it was not an accident that they came, that there was a purpose and a reason for them to be here in this place. I pray, God, that you keep them safe. Help their faith to be rooted and hidden in Christ. May they protect it more than jewels, more than gold, more than money, more than friendships and relationships. May they put that first, first and foremost, and everything else is secondary, oh God. Protect our hearts. May they be rooted in Christ. May they grow in Christ. May they continue to walk in Christ. Holy Spirit, have your way here in this place. We need you here in this place. we are praying, I want to invite the praise team if you could please come up. And when you're ready, if you could stand to your feet with me. Let's just go from the beginning. Let's go straight through. Starting with the verse. And let's just make this our song and our prayer this very morning. And when you're ready, free to stand and if you can worship together. Let us worship together. You dance over me.
I'm just a voice is high wide. Calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. Lord, just like when we go swimming, we are submerged in the water where there is not a part in our body that is not soaked. Lord, may we be soaked all over by your presence. May we have the encounter of the Lord of Jesus Christ. Not an experience, a high, an emotional high or a spiritual high that comes and it goes. And then we relive the remaining days the same. But you have not called us to be the same each and every single day. Same in our consistency, but not same in our sin. May we continue to go deep, downward in our roots that is found in Jesus Christ. May we continue to be faithful in this journey, one life that we have. Remind us today of today's title, each week, each day, deep roots. May we be deeply rooted in Jesus Christ. And just like the message on Friday, that is the reason why we are able to rejoice. Rejoice in who? In Christ. Rejoice when? Always. In suffering. Every trial through the joys, the good and the bad, we rejoice, Lord, in Christ. We thank you. We love you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. And may the name of the Lord be praised. We praise you. Pray all these things. Your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Let us pray for the offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message that we just had. And Father, we pray that we as a church can continue to have deeper roots. Father, roots that no matter when we are shaken, Father, we will not fall down, but we will always get back up. Father, we pray to be like Paul. Father, we also just want to thank you for this past four years, Father, for always being so gracious and faithful. Father, we pray as we continue forward, may we remain steadfast in you. And Father, for this offering, uh, it's a blessing that we are able to give. And Father, we pray that you may use our offering to further build your kingdom. And Father, uh, we thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, before we do our benediction, let's close with our closing song, Deep Roots Closing Song. We'll sing it one straight through, and we'll close it with a benediction. Let's sing together. Come.
Okay, let us all pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And now may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip us now with everything good and completing and doing his work and his will. And may he continue to work within us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. And as God's people we pray, amen, amen. and amen.